going to go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're going to be we're going to win in six. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. Bucks fans, the time is now. If you have been half paying attention, now's the time to jump in with both feet. The Milwaukee Bucks have gone up 3-2 in an improbable victory on the road in Boston over the Celtics, who many in the NBA world are just begging to win the series the Bucks don't care about any of that Giannis went off for 40 points in 40 minutes Drew Holiday made some of the most amazing defensive plays of the decade and the Bucks look poised for another championship my name is KJ Eichstead I'll be your host and I'm happy you're here I'm joined today by Alex Alex how you doing Bucks fans, I'm over the moon right now. You know what we witnessed last night? Championship basketball. Those moments, those plays. Giannis, 40-piece. Bucks basketball is back better than ever before. Like KJ said, we are super hyped to have you here with us today on the podcast. Go enter our Giannis jersey giveaway. We're pairing it with a mystery item that's $250 combined value. You can win it, but I cannot wait to talk about this game because my adrenaline is still running. I'm like in Bucks world still, you know, like all day just been in Bucks world. And maybe you feel the same. So I can't wait to join the pod. Thanks for having me. Yes, I mean, they talk about the metaverse. I'm in the Bucksverse right now. I'm not leaving anytime soon. Bucks fans, we want to thank you for joining us all around the world. We're in over 100 countries, whether you're a new Bucks fan or a longtime Bucks fan, whether you're from America, Wisconsin, the East Coast, the West Coast, the North, the South, Canada, Mexico, uh, you know, South America, Europe, Asia, the Oceanic region. Africa. We are happy you're here. Alex mentioned our jersey giveaway. We're giving away Giannis's jersey in addition to a hot mystery item. It's going to be sick. Make sure to send Ike Bucks a DM on Twitter for that. But Alex, I mean, when when it looked like the Bucks are going to go down 3-2, they flipped the switch. We've said that so many times, but the championship pedigree really prevailed over Boston's inexperience, and really they're kind of counting on the refs and other outside forces to bail them into victory. Uh, initial thoughts on the game. I know I gave it an emergency reaction pod last night, but I want to go to you first. What are your initial thoughts, man? The moment the game changed, Bucks fans, was when Giannis went up and under and did the reversed and one. I think that was on Al Horford looking like Dr. J. He put it in right before halftime and the Bucks were just getting hammered. It was looking like Cage. It was going to be 3-2 Boston. And that moment, I saw something in Giannis's eyes where he's like, I am the best player in the world. You know, I should act like it. And he flipped the switch. And the second half was a grind to get going, get the team flowing. And then the fourth quarter was a grind to take the lead. So many great plays. I I just think back to Drew doing his defense, but none bigger. My X factor cage is Bobby Portis. Mm-hmm. He's putting up double digits rebounds, you know, making the play of the game, grabbing that offensive board when you need him most. He's like... He's the ultimate come-through guy for Giannis. We've been talking about it. He has been so big. We're talking with an NFL linebacker, Bucks fans, and I asked him who is going to be the difference maker, and he said 
Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday really was a difference maker, not only on defense, but on offense, too, coming up with 24 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Huge. Hitting huge shots. I can't say enough about this team because I'm feeling like it's repeat season, the sequel. Absolutely. I mean, you've heard that phrase, Bucks fans. Like, if you want to go, you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that just makes me uh, think about players like James Harden, right? You know, uh, maybe maybe even guys like KD and Kyrie, guys who you know, there's no doubt they can fill it up. There's no doubt they can be sexy for the cameras. But really, there's not as much of a team aspect there, and that's why these guys have a harder and harder time winning championships. You know, like Kevin Durant, he won his championships in Golden State. He's had an incredibly tough time. Like, he hasn't even been able to get out of the second round since. Uh, You know, James Harden, he's never won a ring. He's never really been able to get out of – he's never even been to the finals. Kyrie Irving was on that infamous LeBron James-led Cleveland team. I love Kyrie. I love KD. I'm a huge fan of their But they all Twitter fingers right now. Well, it's not even about that, man. They're not exactly talking all the the smack or anything, but it's like – you know, they're not exactly the team players that are necessary to win a championship. Like when you look at those Golden State teams that won the championships, they were teams. You know, you look at the Milwaukee Bucks team that won a championship. They were teams. Toronto. Toronto. They were a team. Even LeBron James led Cavaliers when he miraculously willed them to a championship victory. They were a team. They had a lot of pieces. You mentioned Drew Holiday. He went from a team worst plus minus to a team best plus minus. You can't say enough about him. Those defensive plays are unbelievable. They could not have been cleaner on Marcus Smart. And then you look at George Hill on the other hand. That's definitely a point of contention among Bucks fans. George Hill, uh, 13 minutes, zero points. Zero steals, zero assists, zero blocks. He had two rebounds. Uh, but my he's a take team on George worst, Hill. Team worst negative 15. He doesn't care enough to win a championship with this Bucks team. He needs to hit the bench out of the lineup. That's what I think. I think it's like, hey, everyone else I'm looking in the rotation, even Grayson Allen is showing more heart out there. And, you know, he's kind of the guy that you were almost, I will also say, hey, almost cut it down to a six-man rotation because what I see out of Pat, Bobby, Wes, Drew, Brooke, and Giannis is players just bleeding, you know, for the team. And, and unfortunately, Brooke didn't play that great, but you can hold it together when you have Giannis and Drew wanting to fight for a championship. Cage, you put off a great tweet about why they get along so well, Giannis and Drew. And yep. to quote from Giannis, um, where he talks about, we are very similar. We're not about the extra stuff. We're about winning. They're not about the flashy stuff. They're about the grit. They're about the, you know, getting in the trenches. We talk about the trenches a lot, right? Well, Giannis, Drew, this entire Bucks team lives in the trenches because that's what's necessary to win a championship. You know, you, you look at the rotation, right? You made a, made a very interesting point. Like, the Bucks play, they've been going eight deep. It's either been George Hill, it's been Javon Carter. Um, you know, a couple larger conversations uh, that I want to get into in a sec. But, like, add Chris back to this rotation, subtract George Hill from this rotation, you still have an eight-man rotation. You know, I think Grayson, for better or for worse, he made a huge three last night. Like, you got to keep plays. him in the rotation. Exactly. Like, he's got skills out there. And it's like, if you subtract George Hill and add Chris Milton to that rotation, I mean, the Bucks look like they're just destined for, for back-to-back. Uh, but a little bit of a bigger, um, you know, lastly, once more in the press conference, right, Giannis made the infamous quote, the job's not done. You know, it may feel like we just won the battle of the universe last night because in many ways we did, 
but we still have game six game six back in milwaukee friday evening it's going to be absolutely amazing it's going to be thunderous it's going to be lit whatever phrase you want to use everybody's eyes are going to be glued to the to the screen whether you're glued to the the game on the court inside the forum whether you're glued to a tablet glued to a tv glued to a laptop in the deer district looking at the screens it's going to be musty tv i've had multiple oh, yeah. people ask me what am i doing friday night and i'm like look my friday night's based around the bucks game you know like that's priority numero uno uh but, but really <laughs> don't really, be asking me what i'm doing for friday night <laughs> you already know you already know uh but, but really a bigger question bucks fans and a lot of you might have this have uh you know some thoughts on this it's like if you zoom out, right? Like, let's say the Bucks lost that game last night. Coach Bud was about to be raked over the coals, and rightly so. It's it's very difficult to decipher if the Bucks are winning because of him or despite him. You know, if he took out George Hill out of the rotation last night, it's 13 minutes. You know, you, you save all those points. Uh, the Bucks probably win this game even easier, and you you might even say that about the other game in Boston as well, in which the the Celtics really just went at George Hill time and time again near the end of the game, uh, and pulled away late. It's like, you know, like hey, Coach Bud is not making it, it. He's not making it great on this team. Like, yes, they won, and I think that hides some of like the the frustrations with Coach Bud. But it's like. If if you even like tweak that mistake about not playing George Hill, who absolutely put up a Tony Snell stat line last night, you know, minus maybe Tony Snell's defense, it's like how much easier, how much more beneficial would that have been to the Milwaukee Bucks? That's an interesting topic of discussion, Bucks fans, and and I think it's being completely wiped under the rug just because the Bucks have won in such a dramatic fashion, and everyone's focusing on the euphoria. You know, that's exactly how I describe it: absolute euphoria. You know, I was consuming Bucks content at a rapid rate. Every, uh, since the game ended all the way up to the moment we're on this pod right now and i will continue to do so we want to thank you everyone for for obviously consuming this ike bucks content thank you everyone for being in the community but alex thoughts on that you know like jo- uh, coach bud's questionable moves mainly george hill kind of being lost in the victory george hill has no business being on the court i, I just said it and you know who guy who deserves to be on the court is bobby portis charles barkley called it stupid that coach bud reduced his minutes the bucks looked way less firepower without bobby portis playing a significant role in this team he's a gamer he's way underrated 15 rebounds 14 points including massive plays the warriors like that's like more impact than Draymond, you know, in a certain way, Kate. Almost, like, you yeah. know. And so, plus the grit factor from Bobby. So there's so many reasons why having him on the court is a plus for this team, even if he's not hitting his shots well. Last night, Brooke only played 20 minutes. Was, and that's, was not very effective, to and say who the you, least. Yeah, and he only grabs three rebounds. Bobby, in 28 minutes, grabs 15. He's in the trenches, just like we said, and that's what Giannis needs. He needs players in the trenches fighting it out with him because nothing's easy. This whole series hasn't been easy at all. I would call, like, right now, It's like that scene in Batman Begins where, you know, the Batman first makes his appearance in the cargo trait, like, you know, cage where all the cargo containers are. And, you know, they're not sure how they're hit. The Boston Celtics are just hit in this spectacular fashion. They're dazed. Giannis, Drew, they come back. The Bucks come back, you know, hit those last six threes, I think, that they took. Something unbelievable. Pat hit free throws. You know, everything was clicking. Mm -hmm. And we dazed him. But what happens in Batman Begins is that 
hey, the movie goes on and the bad guys only get tougher and more difficult. They come back. They seek vengeance. The Boston Celtics are going to seek vengeance, and it's not going to do us any favors if Coach Bud can't learn that George Hill doesn't deserve to be on the court in a critical game six. Thoughts on that, Cage? I mean, that is a great, great, great uh, analysis and analogy. I mean, it's almost like you have to adapt to the challenge at hand, and we've gotten away with stealing two in Boston, right? Like, you know, don't make us go to game seven. Do not make us go to game seven. The Bucks have somehow, some way, we talked about it last episode, navigated the triangle of death. If you ever seen the movie War Dogs, you know, by by the grace of God, by some minor miracle, they got the shipment through the triangle of death. And and after that it was off to the races. Like if the Bucks can can they did it last night, you know, they got the they got the job done in an extremely hostile environment against all odds with an incredible comeback. Giannis went off for forty. You can't exactly bank on forty every play. He is leading all playoff scorers, by the way, Bucks fans. He's leading all playoff scorers. He might do fifty in game six. You know, man, I wouldn't bank on it. I really wouldn't. I don't even know if I'd bank on him getting 40. I think Brooke Lopez has got to step up. You know, I think uh, really he's the guy who Bobby stepped up when he really needed him most. Grayson had eight points. Wes Matthews had nine points. It's like, that's pretty solid. You know, in the playoffs, that's tough to do. Lopez had a two spot. It's like, man, you got to do more than that, especially as a vet of your caliber. Uh, Subtract George Hill from the equation. I know uh, Javon Carter can give you more hands down. I just want to go back to Pat Connington. I mean, I want to talk about Pat a little bit too. Pat has played flawless defense. You know, he's from the Boston area, so he's not phased by these really tough environments. Uh, If anything, he thrives. You know, when when you threw him the ball in rhythm, he seemed like the only guy when when he puts it up to me. Like Chris is one of those guys where every time I think he shoots it, it's going in. But Pat's also the same way now, Bucks fans. You're gonna have to let us know what you think because. It seems like nowadays when when you throw the ball to Pat and he releases it, it's going in every single time. I don't really feel that way about Giannis. I don't feel that way about Brooke. I don't feel that way about Drew, although he was clutch city down the stretch. Wes Matthews, I feel hopeful. Grayson Allen, definitely don't feel that way. Bobby, I definitely don't feel that way. And George Hill, I sure as you know what, don't feel that way. But for some reason, I think it's just the consistency ever since last season, uh, last playoffs, last year. His form looks like Clay Thompson out there now, Cage. It's he's pure. been training. He's been, tra- you know, he learned from Kyle Korver. Pat has been it's working a splash on the shot. When he drains it. He, he's got a high release, you know, and not only that, but he iced the game at the free throw line. Like, he iced it. That's not easy. Giannis had a chance to tie the game. He made one. I give him a lot of credit because that is difficult, especially when your eyes last, you know, cut up and you, you can't stop the bleeding. I mean, like, <laughs> see Brian Anderson, well. Brian Anderson was even talking about that. He's like, and you may have some vision problems here. It's like, <laughs> it's like to say the least, Brian Anderson, you know, his eyes bleeding. And it, <laughs> Thank God he's kept, not dribbling it seven times, you know. It, uh. Well, and the cut kept opening up, too. Uh, but Giannis made the first one. Like, if he missed the first one, I think it's just devastating, right? But he made the first one. He missed the second one, which allowed Bobby to get that critical rebound, give the Bucks a lead. That led to Drew with the steal. That led to Drew with the second steal. Um, you know, Pat Connington, just want to give him his praise. He is absolutely deserving of, you know, 30-plus minutes. He got 31 last night. I think he's got to get 40. I think he's just a guy. He's our third-best player on the team without Chris. I'm, I've made that claim. Uh, and I'm sticking with it. You know, Chris comes back. He slots into that fourth best, uh, you know, 
player role, which is like, it's not like we're really ranking the role players here. It's not what we set out to do, but he deserves that praise. In my opinion, you're going to have to let us know what you think, Bucks fans. Who is the fourth best player in the team if the Bucks have their big three and, and Giannis, Drew, and Pat, and excuse me, uh, Chris Middleton. I mean, they're bridging the gap back to Chris Middleton. Like, if the Bucks can get through this series and get oh, to the Eastern goodness. Conference Finals, that'll be about a month that they've been without Chris. Bucks fans are just getting Chris. hyped thinking about Chris Middleton coming back. But, you know, Cage, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. Exactly. I, I just want to say one thing about Pat. Not only did he play tremendous, but he had to have been the happiest man on planet Earth when he saw Drew Holiday come out from nowhere and block Marcus Smart. Because that play, Marcus Smart had an angle on Pat. And Pat kind of had, he was, had the separation. And to have your teammate roll over and clean it up for help you. Help defense. Help defense. That is one of the best feelings in sports. Maybe you've had that moment, listeners, like where, you know, you've come out of nowhere and saved a goal for your goalkeeper or, you know, just taken one on the football team for a teammate. That feels great, you know, because it's like someone's got your back. That's brotherhood to me. You know, it's like you got to watch your back and I watch your back. And that's what Pat was doing all night. I know Drew knew that Pat was working hard on D. He sees that matchup, and I think Drew kind of thinks in his head, hey, maybe Marcus Smart is going to try and, you know, take Pat. And I think that's just, like, very heady defense. He is a DPOY candidate. You can talk about it, Giannis, you know, Holiday both ways, but I would say Holiday probably stole the defensive show last night, Cage. People are saying he stole the series. Do you agree I with that? that far. Uh, you know, I will believe the Boston Celtics are eliminated when the Boston Celtics are eliminated. I know that they're very well coached. I know that they have a ton of talented players. Uh, one of the biggest adjustments I saw the Bucks make, and Bucks fans, this is crazy because we're not used to Coach Bud making adjustments, but, like, he actually had the players start switching. And it's like that's almost when we made our comeback is when the Bucks started switching. You know, all ser- the Celtics have been switching nonstop all series, and that's why the lane's always crowded for, the, for every time, you know, it seems the Bucks trying to attack the paint. We get, like, destroyed in the contact and – and, you know, there, I, I thought the officiating was okay last night. I didn't think there was really any gripes. So there, there were a few flops, you know, Grant Williams flop, Marcus Smart flop city. No respect for that guy. Um, but but it's like when the Bucks started switching the Celtics on defense because they, they kept going under screens. And then Jalen Brown kept getting these wide open shots he was stepping into. Jason Tatum was getting some shots. Uh, but really, that was one of the key differentiators. You know, <laughs> let's just talk a little bit about. The skydiving antics from Marcus Smart after Drew Holiday stole the ball. When he goes full five-star, you threw the photo up on Ike Bucks. It's a beauty, Bucks fans. Go check it out. Marcus Smart, after getting stolen from at half court, tries to act like in his last desperation move, go full flop mode. Go full, full flop. Like- imaginary shot mode you're like ah (laughs) even even nick wright i want to credit nick wright who's kind of been on team Giannis the whole time and it's like we don't really care what the national media says because we expect a disrespect that's one thing we've gotten used to but it's like you know he even mentioned the phrase basketball gods and i was thinking about tweeting something out last night about karma i i kind of shied away from it i was like ah do i really want to go there because i just want to celebrate the victory but it's like that was what happened. You know, like the Bucks were playing pure. They were playing hard. They were playing true. And the Boston Celtics were flopping. 
they were what you would call manipulating the outcome and the outcome for them was less than pure and I couldn't be happier you know the the Bucks went into the triangle of death they came out and now they lead the Boston Celtics three two this series I mean, is unreal cage you know it, it, I had the thought remember after game one when the Bucks stole game one they're like you know if the Bucks take game two this baby's a sweep you know, and then like the storyline changes every game, every especially, game, especially in a series where they're trading and teams are winning away from home when they're trading off, you know, and that's what I think scares me a little bit right now is that, hey, the Bucks haven't proven that they can just go out and smoke Boston at home. Boston's actually looked pretty good in both games in Milwaukee. What do you think the adjustment is or how do you think the Bucks close this out in six? I think the Bucks championship pedigree, man, I think they're just like, look, we've already let them get two in our hometown. We're not giving a we're not giving them a third. It was almost like Phoenix, right? Like the Bucks were not about to lose that game six. I think like the Boston Celtics are gonna throw us like a great shot. But just we talk about this all <laughs> the, the time. Fear factor, Kate, like the bat signal, you know, in six. It's like in game six in Milwaukee, you know, yeah. if you're Celtics, it's almost like the bat signal. You're like, we, we talk about the prophecy a lot, right? You know, Bucks fans, you may have your own definition of the prophecy, and that's what's so cool about it. It's like, what are the the Giannis led Bucks prophesized to do in his career, and what they're prophesized to do is win in six as they kind of fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. they, they kind of fulfilled. It was spoken into existence in the Brandon Jennings era. It was fulfilled last year in the Phoenix Suns uh, finals matchup. So it's already been written. Like, it's been written. It's been fulfilled. But how many times are the Bucks going to win in six? Well, guess what? It's in looking six. like they're headed that way. <laughs> Bucks in six. We asked Bucks fans, oh, how, how did you feel, uh, you know, to go up 3-2 on the, uh, on the Celtics on the road? I just want to read off a few responses. Like S. Doug, official MEK, says Bucks and six. That's how it feels. Shout out to you. Lou says not sleeping anytime soon. Uh, Jacqueline Solano says I feel like we're headed home and we have momentum. That's all my superstitious A wants to risk saying. Joshua Crook says we ain't nothing leaving. <laughs> kind of like Wolf of Wall Street. Chris Ramsey says what a steal on the road. Play can't get much worse than it was in Q1 through, through Q3. They were Definitely coming a huge out, game Cage. at home. Uh, you know, Eric Pineker says, kind of funny, biggest defensive play came against a supposed DPOY. Holiday should have won, all caps. You know, I think a lot of us feel that way. Uh, Bobby Chilson here. She's yeah, go got Yellowstone meme of, she's got a yellow Casey. Of Casey, like Casey in, you know, the song, I guess the like hot a spring. hot spring pool in Montana. And he's like, damn, that feels good. That's how it, it felt. felt. Good to, it felt Talis, good to see the Bucks win. <laughs> Talis Mano says it's almost 5 a.m. in Greece, and I'm hyperventilating. Can't go to sleep. Working in three hours. Smoke sick. Drinks coffee. <laughs> love that. Love that. Uh, you know, and then Dave D Dickerson fifty says close this out in MKE. I think I think I can relate to all those yes. that we just mentioned. Uh, but Bucks fans, you know we're thankful for y'all tuning in. Uh, we're going to give our predictions for Game Six, but first we want to shout out some Bucks fans like we always do. The community is growing, and we couldn't be more thankful. So we just want to want to say thanks. And, and this is the time in the show where we we shout out a bunch of Bucks fans. Uh, first of all, I want to shout out our, our good buddy Zach Culbertson with Country Financial. He helps people protect the things that are most important to them. With 
helps them with their home insurance, their auto insurance, their life insurance, their business insurance. But the best part is, is not only is he good at insurance, but he's also the one of the biggest Bucks fans, one of the most pure Bucks fans you'll ever meet. He's a good time. If you ever ask him for a Bucks take, he'll give you a good one. So so make sure to get in touch with him. Uh, 262-343-9990. That's 262-343-9990. Like Drew Holiday Cage, he has your back. He has your back. Zach has your back. Al, Al do you want to thank someone as well, and then we'll get into yeah. some more fans? Yep. I want to thank another winning team in the city of Milwaukee, and those are our good friends, Hupy and Abraham, the law offices. They've secured their clients over $1 billion. $1 billion. They're winning. They continue to win. If you are injured, Bucks fans, call them. They're voted best, rated best. That's 1-800-800-5678, or visit Hupy.com today. They are great friends of the show, and they will take care of you. KJ, there's a lot of Bucks fans dropping flags from all over the world. I see him. I see him. And, and Bucks fans, thank you for tuning in wherever you are. I just want to shout out to a bunch of you. Grace Year is tuning in from the Bahamas. Safir Eskandari tuning in from Iran. So right away, we got the Caribbean. We got the Middle East. Sirak but Betters tuning in from Jamaica. Yaman. Martin Vela tuning yeah, in from <laughs> Colombia. Kendrin Goyo, you know, shout to you, Kendrin. Appreciate you. Tuning in from Wisconsin. You. Luke Birch tuning in from England. Giannis Sock is tuning in from uh, Greece. Paco is tuning in from Milwaukee. The Fo One Fo. Bucks in Fo. Charles Barkley oh, likes oh, to say. Oh. Uh, Wale is tuning in from uh, America. Milwaukee Bucks Turkey. Tuning in from Turkey. We appreciate you, Milwaukee Bucks Turkey. Wale is also tuning in from DC. He clarified. Uh, Leonel Atacori is tuning in from Ireland. Hanson Hilmer from America. Uh, Michael Hodge Jacobsons is tuning in from Ohio. MKE Metro Weathers tuning in from Wisconsin. Drew Holiday Season from Phoenix, Arizona. Zachary Corman tuning in from America. Jowzine tuning in from Brazil. Adam, this is a unique one. Got to check what this one is. Bear with me, Bucks fans. New flag alert. New flag alert. Let's see what we got here. Belize. Okay, we got someone tuning in from Belize. That is Adem. Adem, thank you for tuning in from Belize. There are more, though. We have Andrew Graves tuning in from uh, the U.K., Honey Lorente from the Philippines, Kate Newman's tuning in from Vegas, Stacy DeWitt from Arkansas, Greek Freak Sons tuning in from Greece, Sleepless European Bucks fan from, he said, my household doesn't have a flag yet, but I'm guessing he's in Europe somewhere, MJS. He didn't, he didn't get much sleep last night. MJS tuning in from the Man Cave, El Donito, Drew Holiday, Apologicio is tuning in from... Uh, I think he, I think that means Drew Holiday apologist in Espanol. He's tuning in from France, Francais. Uh, let's see. This one is... I can't even tell what this one is, but shout to the Gospel of Pluto. Zach Gordon's from Whitewater. Um, Mace is tuning in from his couch. Gregorius T. from Greece. G. Al Suliti. What is this? Let's check this one too, Bucks fans. Bear with me. Is this, is this like a new flag? Let's see where this one is. This might be... Uh, Tunisia. Okay, so the, that tiny country in the in the northern coast of Africa. Shout to you, uh, Ryan Herrick from the United Kingdom. Michael O'Shea's got a white flag. Maybe he's uh sounds like oh he's actually a Wisconsin fan, but I thought he might have been a Boston fan. Uh, KM10, I believe that's uh I don't want to mess this up. I believe that's somewhere in the the Caribbean, but let's just clarify. 
Let's see, Thailand. Okay, I'm glad I didn't commit there. <laughs> Other side of the world. <laughs> Deanne is tuning in from Brazil. Jorge Luis Campos tuning in from Mexico. And Maestre is tuning in from Portugal. Bucks fans, we see you tuning in from all over. We couldn't be more grateful. And uh, Alex. proud. Exactly. You know, we got a big game coming up in, in uh, Milwaukee. Game six, the prophecy. What's your prediction, Alex? I'm looking out the window cage. And I'm seeing the Bucks signal. Bucks in six. Bucks in six. Boston is scared. They know what's coming. They see the prophecy. They see the Greek freak. And they know they're going to have to go into a dogfight with Drew Holiday and Pat Connington and Bobby Portis. And they just, I think they're going to quit. I think this Bucks team is going to hammer them, hit them with everything they've got to try and win this game six. It might be tight in that first two quarters. But I, I expect the Bucks to kind of open this up a bit and win by at least 10. Um, it's going to be on to the next series. That was the turning moment. Giannis, in the first half, to me, when he made that Dr. J layup, that was the turning moment of this series where the switch completely flipped. And that whole graph that you threw up, Cage, on Ike Bucks of the win, win probability, prob- probability where it pretty much looks like the Bucks had zero chance to win this game. And then shot completely in the opposite direction like a heartbeat went down to like one percent or something all the way up to 100 percent it's it's unfathomable but that's what the bucks are capable of when they have Giannis, which they do time to get chris middleton back time to win in six that's my prediction what about you cage bucks fans i've thought about this long and hard right i've thought about it long and hard bucks in six Milwaukee Bucks are going to win this game 110 to 98 they're just going to be over too much you know like the Boston Celtics they gave us their best shot I think we're going to get another strong shot but at the end of the day they got a lot of growing up to do they got a lot of maturing to do they got to realize they got to ask themselves do they want to play ball or do they want to play flop and I think right now <laughs> this season they got it in I their think we might need memory. to bust out the mop bust out the mop you know, I'm looking forward to Friday evening, Bucks fans. We can't wait to be there with all of you. If you wouldn't mind telling a friend about this show, we are 100% independent, and that's the number one easiest yep. way to help us and grow. And if you're listening on Spotify, just take one minute and drop this a five-star review, Bucks fans. We're trying to hit 250 reviews that would really help us out big time. Bucks fans, so much love to you wherever you're listening. We'll talk again very soon. Fear the deer forever.
saw you in my dreams before I came here. I will keep you in my dreams when I leave here. I won't forget you, no, no, no. I won't forget you. You're like one of a kind, and my eyes light up when I think about you. I won't forget you. Life goes on and on and on. I saw you in my dreams before I came here. Cause I want it on and on.